You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're so sweet. Was he just laying down all the time before? Mm-mm. He Where just hopped he? up. Um, he was over on the on the other couch with Sweet Pea. Hmm. But then he came up in that last like moment of of talking, and I was like, I think you guys have had long enough. <laughs> Episode over. Get on to seventeen. I want to hear about the Tony Awards. <laughs> <laughs> oh puddle me too mm-hmm. <laughs> this is it the last episode and part of me was like okay finally but then part of me was like oh i'm gonna miss it <laughs> i know it's this weird like definitely the first time i watched it i was so sad because i when the show started i was living in kansas city and it and i missed New York so much and I like it was like my sustenance yeah you know um because it's so niche yeah <laughs> it's so extremely niche you're like Not I everyone. know that building I've been there I've walked yeah. through Times Square yeah but well but also like the theater people like totally nobody around me knew like I would freak out about Carolee Carmelo they yes. don't know who that is you know what I mean <laughs> yeah they don't know who Andy Men- Mentis is they don't like they don't know yeah um so it's just so niche for so many reasons yeah um speaking of which though the also like the rent references it just sort of beat you over the head oh yeah uh Megan and I talk about all that all the time and she's just like did he know who his audience was like it just feels <laughs> right. like he never <laughs> understood who his audience was yeah. because the it's only like, people the people you're writing about know more about this than you do <laughs> yes and and the people who watching, like the people who are gonna watch Smash, are the people who know those like weird little bits. Mm-hmm. They read Razzle Dazzle. Yeah. They wet. They read Singular Sensation. Like we are the nerds who read <laughs> those books and know that stuff. We don't need you to continually beat us over the head right. with it. Like one reference, we're good the whole season. You didn't. Like all of that happened when I was in high school. So like I was the most emo in yes. myself at that moment of course I know everything that happened yes. of course I dwelled in it yes <laughs> yeah absolutely and that that's the thing where I I was like I at the end of season two which we're about to talk about I said to her I was like I just really want to do a interview with Joshua Saffron and be like did did you did you know what did yeah. you, excuse me, I'm just concerned you didn't know what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Please explain. Go. Well, and I wonder, because like part of it, you're thinking like maybe he he was trying to broaden the audience so much. And then it, once you broaden the audience, you have to explain to the audience like why this is such a big deal. But those references, they wouldn't have gotten. No. Right? Like, like okay, yes, you're both going to get well, okay, you're only going to understand one of the posters behind right. Jesse L. Martin. You're not going to know Dirty Blonde is also Marilyn Monroe. You're not going to know that, you know, New York Theater Workshop was the place where Rent started. And so Manhattan Theater Workshop is a throwback. You are only going to know that if you're us. Yeah. 
And that's why I was just extremely confused this entire season about what he was well, doing. Right. You might as well have just done a docu-series about Jonathan Larson. I know. <laughs> no. It's yeah. No, I get it. I get it. All right. We're going to start with hit list this time, right? Yes. Because we ended with it. Yeah. Yes. Let's do that. I think, uh, cause once we got to the actual award ceremony, the Tony award ceremony, yeah. then yeah. I think we'll just do everybody. So right. we're going to, we'll get to that point and I'm going to stop with that. We'll go to the to bombshell and then we'll stop at that. And then we'll do everybody at the Tony's. That sounds great. Okay. I enjoy that. <laughs> okay, good. So at the top of the show, we get a song montage under pressure. Yes. Love it. With I loved it too. Like literally everybody, Ivy, Karen, Jimmy, Anna, Tom, Julia, Eileen, Derek, Sam. And they all end on the stage at the Marriott, which is where the 67th annual Tony Awards will be held. And then Tom wakes up as if this whole thing has been a dream. Another rent beat you over the head reference. Yeah. <laughs> because at the end of Under Pressure, they're all standing in a line downstage, front center, with a light on each one. And like, I was like, okay. Yep. I know. Uh, although I love that rendition of the song. <laughs> Jimmy, like Jeremy Jordan. Yeah. And Christian with the notes. Christian singing in his falsetto, man. That was, that was really good. And then you've got poor Deborah Messing. <laughs> People on the streets. People on the streets. That's, that's all they gave her. That's and I was just like, okay, that's okay. That's okay. Cool. <laughs> Can I say though? Yeah. Um, I, I think I, no, I did. I don't know if I sent it to you on Instagram, but it was literally this week. She's Deborah Messing is teaching herself you how to play me. the piano. You did show me. Yes, I did. Hmm. She's teaching herself how to play the piano and she's teaching herself how to play secondhand baby grand. And she's at the <laughs> piano like learning how to play it, yeah. you know, missing some notes, but it's like the most precious thing ever. It's really sweet. And she's singing and it's not bad. No, it's not. It's not bad. That's just it. It's like these people don't necessarily have bad voices, right. but when you put auto-tune on them, it, it puts a spotlight on something that you're trying to hide, which you don't need to hide I because know. a person's voice and their character like that... I've said this, I've said this ad nauseum that I want to hear the imperfections. I want to hear the yeah. crackles. I want to hear the emotion. I want to hear the snot filling up your soft palate. Like I want to hear that stuff because then I know where it's coming from, like in right. your body, where you're feeling it, where it's coming out. Like that is honestly, I think that's why I love live musical theater so yeah. much. Like you can't hide emotion when you are singing on stage. You can't. Right. 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 And there's something very special about performing this number that you've done over and over and over again, but that every night it's different. It is completely yeah. different from the night before and it'll be completely different the next night. Right. Like that is special just be because I know that in that moment, I'm seeing something that nobody else is seeing. That's right. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. is cool. That is special. But anyway, we've had this conversation before and I'll try <laughs> not to hit you over the head with it again. <laughs> so on the hit list side, at the top of this episode, Derek is in a downward spiral for, I, I guess it seems like a week has passed. Am I right in that? Or it's been like either a week smelling. or a couple of weeks, right? But Karen gets into his apartment, brings him. She, this is the day of the Tony Awards. Yes. Okay. Yes. They are 12 hours away from the Tony Awards ceremony. Mm -hmm. Karen gets into his apartment, brings him shoes, coffee, and something else. But Derek is completely drunk. He's saying that she keeps on visiting him and he's still not <laughs> going to give her what she wants. And Karen is like, this is going to pass. You just have to let it. And he goes, you can let yourself out. <laughs> so, he's such a stinker. He is a stinker. Um, so now the Hitless team is going to have a Tony rehearsal. They're at basically the same studios that they were doing their rehearsal process for bombshell. Yeah. Um, Karen walks in and they're performing a different song than they had originally thought. And it is discovered then that Jimmy has decided to opt out of the performance. So now they're doing the, I'm sorry. Is that the name of the song? Uh, sorry, not sorry. I'm 
It's the one between Daisy and Karen that we watched a couple episodes ago. I just can't remember the name. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Okay. Mm -hmm. I knew it was something like that. Good Lord. I mean, listen, we have titles galore going through these, these beautiful brains of ours. (laughs) So I'm not sorry, which is the um, duet between Karen and Daisy and the entire ensemble behind them kind of dancing and fighting. Right. Uh, everyone in the ensemble is pissed at Daisy because she's taking over. She's acting like a total diva. She's got this nomination and she, you know, whatever, but. And they also know that now because of Derek's interview, they also know how she got the part. Yeah. So they have absolutely no respect for her and they've all refused to do anything with her for the Tonys. Also, there is a uh an article what is the title oh from villain oh no from victim to vixen is the title of this article that someone like i think it's philippa sue shoves this article in karen at karen and she's like here this is why this is why we hate her we can't stand her. this is awful and it's terrible whatever from victim to vixen on stage which was just like whatever and karen was like i need five minutes is that okay she's like yeah but be back so she goes out on the hallway runs into ivy um they see each other they're like talking over stuff but karen mentions Derek and Derek needing some special attention that she that he doesn't want from her but Mm -hmm. that maybe ivy will be able to provide this kind of special touch because he's in a dark place Mm -hmm. um stage manager comes in and comes into that conversation and says um uh jeremy uh, jeremy that's his real name, Jimmy. That's his real name. Jimmy hasn't picked up the tickets for tonight's show, but if he doesn't pick them up by a certain time, they're going to be missing out. And so then obviously Karen is really concerned because, uh, you know, he, she, he's already talking about the show going on without him. So again, these like kind of rehab right. uh, vibes that we're getting. Also, he's been so adamant about making sure Kyle gets a nomination. Yes. Kyle's gotten the nomination and he's not picked up the tickets. So that's another reason to be like, what in the world? Yeah. 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 So like, where is your head and what are you doing? Yeah. Um, Ivy then is kind of talking with Karen after this, uh, after the stage manager leaves about Daisy and the trouble that they're having. And Ivy's just like, hey, you guys outnumber her. So you don't have to do anything she wants you to do just tell her no and so I love that so then I guess Karen goes in and starts a coup (laughs) against (laughs) Daisy which we'll hear about in just a second it's great uh in that time though that she's got out Ivy leaves Karen calls Jimmy she's like hey you got cold feet and Jimmy's like no I'm fine she's like well you didn't pick up the tickets but he's you know claiming that he's fine Mm-hmm. Um, and Karen is like, I'll, you know, be there at eight or be there at whatever time, come to the apartment. I'm, I'm, I'll be waiting for you. And then hangs up the phone. But mm-hmm. then we discover that Jimmy is in now the empty Brooklyn apartment. The super has gone through or the landlord has gone through, says everything is good. Where can we send your deposit? And he's like, keep it and throws in the keys, which is another huge red flag. Because if anyone has lived in New York city, you want your entire deposit back and you yes, want you it do. in a, in a check tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's, yes, that's another kind of e moment. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. Okay. So he moved out Daisy. Now this is so gross, Ebony. And I know that you will agree with me. I probably will. In the middle of the rehearsal, we have not seen the coup happen. What we are seeing is the conversation with Ivy and Karen telling them to do that. And then we see this phone conversation between Daisy and Jerry, where Daisy's like, they started a coup and uh, they're not wanting me to participate. And Jerry's like, well, screw them. You'll just do your solo. Gross. I'm sorry. This is so gross. I'm just shaking my head. It's this (laughs) neon sign. Totally. It's this neon sign that says Jerry found a new pretty plaything, And now Daisy's using her power to get everything she wants from this situation. And it's, it's disgusting. It really is. It really is. Ivy then comes to Derek's. Yes. Why is this on? Oh, I don't, I keep wanting to put Derek's story on the bombshell side. So I was so confused as to why it was on the hitless side. Yes. Uh, yes. Ivy then goes to Derek's apartment and Derek is upset because the, the doorman keeps letting all these people up. Right. And Derek is like, I'm through. 
And Ivy's like, well, why did you do it then? Why did you give Michael Riedel this exclusive if you, if you didn't think your career was going to be able to withstand it, essentially? And he's, you know, it all, I mean, it basically comes out that he's lonely. And she's like, I know, I know you're lonely. You're like the loneliest person I've ever met. <laughs> and it's these, true. I mean, these, I mean, if you look back at all of the decisions that he's ever made, it definitely comes from a place of being completely lonely. Jack Davenport is that actor. It just came to me. Thank I was about you. to look it up and then it popped <laughs> in my head. Jack Davenport of yes. coupling fame. <laughs> uh, but Ivy is trying to convince him to come to the Tony Awards. And he's like, so she's like, are you going to be there? And he's like, nobody's going to want me there. They're all, it's going to be a terrible situation. They all hate me. It's blah, blah, blah. But Ivy's like, I don't want to be there without you. And leaves it at that. Well, she said, just because I don't, just because, wait. Oh, wait, I have Ooh. it. Give me a second because <laughs> I remember the line. It's. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now I can only remember the second part, but basically well, what's the, second part? the second part is when she does say that she loves him. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. Cause it's Thank very, you. Like, I forgot that. It, but it's like, just because something, something, something doesn't mean I don't love you. Yeah. But I can't remember the first Well, bit. I mean, the something, something, something can be anything from like, just because you messed up royally doesn't mean I don't love you. Just because yes. you're being an absolute douchebag doesn't mean I don't love yes. you. Uh, but she doesn't want to be there without him. That's yeah. right. Oh, just because I don't want to be with you doesn't mean I don't, I don't love, love you. you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we got that. <laughs> <laughs> so now uh, Karen and Anna are at their apartment. She's getting ready for the Tony Awards. She looks gorgeous, though. I'm still I'm kind of confused as to what the French braid thing was about. So I think they could have done something more elaborate on the top of her head besides that French braid. But the back of her hair looked gorgeous. It did. And that dress looked um, oh, comfortable and pretty. Totally, totally comfortable. Like it, she was not going to have to be pulling up the strapless yeah, no. gown all night. Yeah, yeah it, was it was really nice. lovely. It was a beautiful color. Yeah, mm -hmm. she looked stunning. I was mm -hmm. not I was not mad about that. <laughs> uh, Karen and Anna are talking then. Anna's like, where's Jimmy? He's not here. Karen is like, I don't know. I sh uh, why am I still feeling this way? And then Jimmy shows up. Mm -hmm. Another little device there. Yeah. I don't know where he is. Oh, wait, there he is. <laughs> I do like the thing that happens next, though. It, yeah. it really, um, it I really, it just was like happy to my little theater yes. cart because when Anna's like, you know, when she said, you know, oh, don't worry, I'm totally going to sob the minute you leave. <laughs> and then Derek walks in, which is totally a device. But then, like, he had the extra ticket. Yeah. And so he had he, Kyle's ticket. Yeah, so. he had Kyle's ticket. And so he gave it to Anna. And, like, to him, it wasn't even a thought. It was like, of course she was getting this ticket. Yeah. I think and, he even said, like, well, why are you upset? You're going, right? Right. <laughs> like, look at her. She's in street clothes. And now she's got 15 minutes to get Tony Awards ready. Not realistic. No. Even a little. No. I can't get ready in 15 minutes to go around the corner to the coffee shop. I let mean, alone, I can, but. <laughs> let alone Tony no. Awards no. ready. I'm going to wake up that morning and start preparing for the evening. That right. is how that's going to work. But uh, Karen is like, let, I'm going to go and help her with her hair. I think I've got something in my closet. So she leaves. Jimmy gets a phone call where he says, um, yes, I'll definitely be there before midnight. Thank you for letting me have this night. And again, my brain goes to rehab. Like he's going to go to rehab before midnight. Like that's still where my brain is. I don't I knew it wasn't. I knew it was prison. And we'll, then. Yeah. We'll talk about, <laughs> I we'll, knew it was bad. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, 
yeah okay we'll talk about that after. <laughs> we'll talk about that after the tony awards yeah so okay now we're going to you oh no he didn't say yeah you're right he didn't say he didn't say it yet not yet that's after at the after party yes bombshell all right Tom wakes up out of the under pressure dream to Julia saying, we've got 12 hours until the Tonys. Let's go. Let's go to work. So they get up and they're going to write an acceptance speech, but they also have to write a song, I guess, to be performed for the Tonys. I don't know why they waited until 12 hours before the Tony Awards, but they did. So, (laughs) Um, but then also, then they start talking about this letter that Julia's got in her hands where Tom's like, what's that? And she's like, oh, this is the letter that my lawyer wants me to write to Frank. I'm like, doggone it. They're just going to stick it willy nilly all, all over this place. Uh, wants her to, the lawyer wants her to write a letter telling him the entirety of her relationship with Michael to somehow prove to Frank that she wasn't in love with Michael the whole time. And so Tom was like, well, you weren't. And she goes, no, I wasn't. Was I? So dumb. Then Jimmy shows up. Oh, wait, though, that's later. That's later. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now we go to Bernadette Peters and Ivy getting ready for the Tony Awards, looking gorgeous. Bernie and her, like, her little curls up (laughs) and her little pink dress. Asymmetric. I love like hot her. pinky red. Yeah, me too. It's I just gorgeous. was I kept saying, Oh, you're so mean here, but I love you. <laughs> but you're mean, but I love you. Because she's <laughs> like, she's watching her own Tony Award speech from Annie Get Your Gun. And yes. she's like, see, this is how you're supposed to give a speech. I'm talking about pointers. And Ivy the whole time is like, it's I'm not gonna win. But now she's trying to zip up the back of her dress, which yeah. isn't fitting. And then Lee is like, uh, oh, your dress fit just perfectly last week. Don't start gaining weight now uh, and stuff like that. And saying you're you're at the precipice of your whole career right now. If you win this, you will you'll you'll go so far. You're just going to hit the ground running and it's going to be great. And Ivy's like, yeah, I was thinking about taking a break. And Lee, uh, Lee is like, you can't. You, this is the moment where you have to dive in. You don't have yeah. you can't. You, there are no excuses. You cannot leave this business right now. Way to be supportive, mom. <laughs> Anyhow. But she also didn't know. No, she didn't know. But she also was telling her that she shouldn't be getting fat right now. And yes. that, ugh. Anyway. Which is such a, I mean, she because that was the story she told. Was it the middle of this season? Yeah. yeah. It was the middle of this season about. When like, she was eight years old, right? Yes. Terrible. I love, is this a pig? Hedgehog she cute and it's inside really it says cute. enjoy the little things it's adorable <laughs> there's I love this these mugs youtube channel i love called chateau diaries this yeah. woman she's 45 now but she bought a chateau with a couple of friends at 29 it was like dilapidated she's done great job with it but um they have like this one hedgehog that just like, he'll just get into the house. <laughs> and like, at one point he was in the house and he was a little sickly. So they took Aww. care of it, even mm-hmm. though he's like a wild hedgehog. So freaking cute. I love hedgehogs. And so I think they've named him. It's not Harry the Hedgehog, but it's some like ridiculously cute. <laughs> and it has to be uh, like, it's also an H and it's just so cute. Cute. <laughs> I love it. I love that in England, there are just foxes and hedgehogs everywhere. <laughs> love it. It's adorable. <laughs> um, okay. So now again, another, okay. I think you're right in that they yeah. were just trying to like tie up some loose ends because yeah. the next scene is Eileen showing up at a diner that Nick is working at yeah. with a suit saying, you're going to be there with me. Right. at the Tony Awards tonight. I need you by my side. Um, then we go to back to Tom and Julia's apartment. Jimmy shows up there and Julia is like, you should find a new partner. You really have a gift and you should really like take this forward. Uh, and Jimmy asks Julia to accept the award for Kyle on his behalf if he wins, meaning he's not going to be there. Like that's the implication. Mm-hmm. 
the Julia's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, stop. She's like, she tells it like it. She's like, no, no, no. You're, you're my son now. I'm going to tell you like it is and stop sabotaging yourself and your yeah. own success because it's ridiculous and you don't need to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they like close up on some notes that were sitting on the piano. And I didn't quite get that because it didn't, didn't really either. come into play later. So I wrote it down because I was like, that must be important since they're using this close-up camera I couldn't footage read it. I couldn't well, it read didn't it. say anything I mean you could oh. you could see the letters but you couldn't read anything of what it actually okay. said mm-hmm. what I thought it was were the notes that or the letter that Julia wrote to Frank and so I thought oh that's going to come into play like maybe oh, that's accidentally it, the yellow? it was right. the yellow legal pad like right, maybe so- she was accidentally going to read that for her acceptance speech instead but like it never came right. into play later it never showed up it was dumb right like <laughs> they just ha- like she just held it Right. At a place well, they we were haven't just, gotten They yet. were sitting on the piano, like right. the notes were. Anyway. I thought, I thought too, I thought what's yeah. his face was going to accidentally read them. Right. Tom. Because well, then we see then now in the next scene that Julia and Frank are together at a restaurant and she gives him the letter, but she says, before you read this, like, just know that I met Michael years before I ever told you I did. Mm-hmm. And I didn't sleep with him at that point, but. I did have feelings for him and they never went away and I love him, but I love you just in a different way, essentially. Well, and then she, but she said, she, um, I loved you, but not the right way. Right. That's what she said. Right. Uh, but she also just said, you know, whatever you want, you can have. I'm not going to refute anything that you ask for. And then at the end of that conversation, Frank just says, thank you. And that's the end of the scene. And we never see them again. So what kind of closure is that? I know. Ugh, so maddening. I think Next we're just page. supposed to think like everything's fine now. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I won't ask for any money now. No, yeah. like he should, should still get something. Yeah. Because anyway. it, it seems like he's primarily taking care of yeah, um, Leo. Yeah. Even though Leo's probably about to go to uni. College. Uni. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to university. <laughs> All right. Guess what time it is. What? It's the Tony Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Did I scare you? <laughs> I was like... What? What am I missing? 520? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing me, I, I would have said. That's what I would have said. So here are the Tony Awards. Um, we first see a close-up of, not a close-up, but uh, Bernadette Peters and Ivy Lee and Ivy sitting together mm-hmm. in their seats. They're on camera. And uh, Lee is like, now, remember, um, have you been practicing your your face? And she's like, mom, I'm not going to win. So I didn't need to, pra- or, no, have you been practicing? And Ivy's like, I, I don't need to. I'm not going to win. And she's like, no, no, you're losing face because I'm not going to lose this one. So you have to like, yeah. and she, then she gives like this kind of a face that she would, that she would use if she had lost. Yes. And it's very funny. Uh, the featured actress is the first award to go and the winner is Daisy. Matt, we're just going to, we're going to gloss that over yeah. right now. We are, we don't although like the only thing I want to say is then Ivy says to her mom, it's a good thing you practice that face, isn't it? <laughs> that was great. Yes, it was yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> then they go to best book and I knew this was going to happen, but of it course. still made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle wins best book he's the youngest person ever to win best book in a in the tony awards jimmy goes up to accept the award and his speech i didn't write any of it down because i was just watching it at bawling but he Aww. he was oh it was beautiful it was it was beautifully yeah. performed it was and it was yeah. just such a you know it's an emotional thing i think yeah. award ceremonies always are a little bit emotional but like yeah. this was truly and you could see that the audience was like super excited about it and, yeah. and karen was excited and jimmy was excited it was just very it was thrilling um but his speech started with him saying that you know kaya loved broadway kaya mm-hmm. loved theater so much and and you all gave that to him you mm-hmm. gave him this reason to exist in this world and he said that he all, he had the habit of um getting playbills of shows that he had seen and how he had taken the train to go to see a show in boston and he he Uh, Jimmy took out the playbill for bombshell Mm -hmm. from when Kyle went to see it in Boston. And he said, he brought this back to work and it was signed then by the lead of bombshell for him. And if that hadn't happened, then I wouldn't be here right now. And it was this really kind of amazing speech that he wrote. And so that's that. 
And then we did best score, which went to Bombshell. Mm-hmm. So Tom and Julia, this is hilarious because they're like, they just expect that they're not going to win. So yeah, they're they just, just keep talking about what they're going to eat yeah. and what they're going to do after. Yeah. Do you remember that time we ate that? That was weird. That was a weird night. It was just like, well, not even. And then they hear the Bombshell music playing in the background yeah. and they're like, wait, what, what? And then they realize they have one best score. So they make their way to the stage and they're like, we forgot our speech. So thank you. And just leave. And it's a really funny moment. (laughs) And this is awesome. Best choreographer category comes up. And we both (laughs) know that Derek was for Hit List and Bombshell nominated twice in this category. So they Mm -hmm. read off all the names and then they get to Derek's name. The audience is like a smattering of applause, some <laughs> boos, and like yeah. si- otherwise just basically silence for both, you know, for both of those. Yeah. And they announce the winner, Derek, for Hit List. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't think he's here today. And we hear, yes, I am. And he comes yeah. up to the stage and he's, um, he thanks them for judging the work and not the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, uh, the woman that he loves is in uh, bombshell and kind of goes into detail on that. I, I didn't write down a lot of that. So if you've got more to add to, I didn't, no. yeah, I didn't care. I mean, it's, Me it's all kind of lip service from, yeah. from him as far as I'm concerned, maybe if we had seen a, a season three, he might have, yeah. have um, come back a little bit, but redeemed himself a little bit, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he does, he does some, some nice things. But whether they are kind things, I don't know. Right. But whether you know, it's the, also a permanent change too. Right. Like. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, okay. So then he leaves after accepting his award. Um, Derek finds Anna and Karen uh, after this. Okay. So he finds Ivy first and is like, we'll have a chat, but give me a second. Yeah. He goes and gets Anna and Karen and brings them back. They're like, what are we doing? And Derek is like, we're making it right. So Derek then confronts Daisy standing in the wings, getting ready for her performance (laughs) and says, "Uh, we're not doing this. You're going down. Uh, Goodbye. So Daisy's like, oh yeah, we'll see what Jerry says about this. And (laughs) she leaves to make a phone call or to talk to Jerry. Then he basically sends the entire rest of the cast on stage. They mm-hmm. sing Broadway, Here I Come, acapella, but yeah. using like you know, clap sounds and like clapping and hitting their bodies to kind of make the percussive sounds. Mm-hmm. It's really a very cool experience. Yeah. It re- I mean, it was really cool to watch. Yeah. Um, Patrick Dillon goes and finds Tom and Julia uh, after the Tony Awards and mm-hmm. is like, or like a- after they have accepted their award, I should say, because right. the Tony Awards themselves are still going on. But he says, hey, um, just so you know, I'm leaving for Los Angeles, but you guys, are you guys still working together? And they're like, um, yeah, yeah, we are still working together. We're still partners. <laughs> and uh, Patrick Dillon is like then, oh, and just just to remind you, Patrick Dillon is the one that in the last episode, Tom spilled wine on and was mm-hmm. being a big weirdo too. Yeah. Uh, that is in the voting committee for the Tony Awards. Um, he's like, so um, I have the options for this story that I wanted to make into a movie. I think you guys would be really excellent at it. So I'll have my people contact yours. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another, you know, open-ended thing that we'll never get any closure to. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. um, then Julia shoots. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But wait, mm. that, okay, so Patrick leaves. And then she's like, go after him, go after him. Yeah, that's why. Yep. She shoes him away. She goes, go, Mm -hmm. go get him. Mm -hmm. Because there was a, we never talked about this, but there was a debate both episodes on whether or not Patrick Dillon was gay. And so there were like moments where uh, he would be there with um, Agnes and, and like Agnes thought he was and, and he wasn't really sure at first. Tom then, was always like, yes, he totally is. No, he, he wasn't totally sure because um, at that, the moment with Agnes, he wasn't sure. And then okay. after that moment with Agnes, he was sure. He, he, he thought he was sure, right? <laughs> okay. And then, and then it just sealed the deal when he sent him that bottle of wine. He was just thought, I'm in. Yep. This is happening. I'm in like Flynn. And then... <laughs> 
And then, so, uh, you know, Julia's like, are you sure? Okay, okay. And then she, you know, she's always team Tom, whatever he wants. And so she like encourages him to go run after him. And uh, he just like decides he's gonna kiss him. Mid-sentence while Patrick's like, I'm not. And then the kiss finishes and he's like, gay. And then they just kind of walk away from each other. It's awkward. <laughs> but do you know what? It wasn't. It was, uh, I mean, it was because of the situation it was. Right. But it, it was handled so nicely. Because yeah. I feel like there are so many ex- um, examples in TV and movie about being kissed by a gay man, but not being gay. And your first reaction is to just get angry and like punch him in the face and be like, right. you get out, get away from me, girl. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, terrible. This was like, this was actually, nonsense. it looks like a really nice kiss actually. Yeah, and really, he was just they like, looked comfortable. And then he was did. like, gay, I'm not gay. And then they just were like, okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> So that was, I'll still was, have my people call your people. Right, exactly. So the treatment <laughs> of it, I will say the treatment of it was, yeah, it was good. Quite, quite relieving. Yeah. Yeah. To me. <laughs> um, Can I say, yeah. so I want to say one thing though. It's like this whole season, I still am just like, Tom, you should just be with Sam. You should just fix oh, things with Sam and you should just be with Sam. That's all I want to say. And it seems like they're they're friendly again. Like it's not, yeah, you know. But that's there wasn't a, a total. There was a time when Sam would not have had that kind of open door to him, and to having a relationship again. But I do think that changed. So maybe in season three it would have. Maybe, yeah. But there was also because you also had this lovely moment in this episode when Jimmy showed up at Tom and Julia's apartment, he was looking at the bookshelf and Tom was like, Oh, that belongs to Kyle. He left it here. He stayed here a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy was like, yeah, he told me like, I, you know, I really love him or or no, I really, he really liked you. He really liked you. And Tom was like, I really liked him. yeah. Yeah. It was just a really kind of beautiful moment. And I think we would have missed that if Sam and Tom were together, but also it did feel like the relationship between Kyle and Tom was almost Frankensteined in there as well, because it didn't have, it wasn't fully fleshed out. It just, and it was just kind of remarked upon as opposed to shown. Right. So the only time we got to see it was the, the um, Vienna rendition like that. And in a flashback. So it, that again, right. it's like, it just felt like they could have added that at any time. Maybe it wasn't there in the first place. And they were like, oh, let's just do a couple flashbacks. Right. I and then know. all, and the other piece of it is that like Kyle would keep going back to his boyfriend right. at the other theater. Right. And he said, it was just a slip up. You know, I had, uh, it was like a stage crush. You know, he, he was just in awe of, uh, you know, Tom and had grown up listening to his music or whatever. Right. So so it, it never, they never made it seem like this was real, mm-hmm. you know, like this had any depth to it, except for the fact that like Kyle was starstruck. Yeah. And so that moment didn't feel authentic to me just because yeah. it hadn't been set up well. Sure. Previously, I was yeah. just like, really? But I... You were drunk and lonely and he was starstruck. It was. And because to be perfectly honest, the episode when we learn that Kyle has died, the only indication that Tom had any relationship with him at all outside of that first sexual encounter was the phone call that he tried to make to him before he found out that he was dead. So I think you're absolutely right. They kind of just fashioned together something that didn't quite work and didn't not work, but it was just, I don't know, maybe, I mean, and it very well could be that, that they knew that they were ending at this point anyway. So they were just like, I don't, let's just get all of these, let's kill this guy off. And then that'll lead to that. And then I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I look, I was looking up the ratings for the episode before the nominations and they were like, it's funny because they were abysmal for the time, Mm -hmm. 
But nowadays, when I look at ratings for shows that people say are very popular, it's, it's like the number's actually a little bit lower. Interesting. And I, I think it's because we are so spread out now. 2012, you had Netflix and Hulu. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Like that's the only really two streaming services that you had. CBS was doing a little bit of something. Mm -hmm. Uh, ABC, I think, was still mostly free. Yeah. And I think NBC.com was still mostly free. Right. And so nowadays it's like you have a new streaming service popping up literally every other week. Yeah. And on top of that, you have a thousand channels on your cable box. And it's just like the audience is spread so thin. Mm -hmm. Now a show like smash that had you know almost two million viewers on an episode that at the time was said to be low rated would right. be a high rated show and we'd probably have eight seasons of smash now you know right. like well and also if you think about because like the way people watch tv now isn't necessarily through right. the networks you know i'm watching full seasons of shows i will wait until they're all done so that i can just watch them straight through. that's right and that's I know how i'm gonna I'm watch the, the gilded age yeah i'm waiting yeah and i know i'm not the only person that does that so you know yeah. the how do you rate then something like that like i if they did smash the reboot now and they just did it on netflix where every episode was available and you just watched it straight through yeah it would be, I think it would be more popular than it would be if it was just one episode per week on NBC. Right. You know what I mean? Cause like, I don't, I don't care to watch TV like that anymore. Same. I, the only, there's only two shows I watch weekly like that anymore. They're both are on NBC mm -hmm. and, you know, honestly, sometimes I don't even, I, I forget yeah. And there'll be three or four episodes that I have forgotten yeah. were on. And then I just go to Hulu but, and or that's Peacock. Just yeah. It's like when I forget, I'm like, oh, well, then I'll just forget until the end of the season and I'll just yeah. watch the rest then. That's yeah. what I'm doing with RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, I yeah. love that show. But mm -hmm. having to wait until Friday every single week, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'll just watch it all when it's done. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. So I don't know. It's an interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. All right. So we're still at the Tony Awards. We are. <laughs> uh, and who has shown up? We mentioned her in the last episode. Marin Maisie. Yeah. Bless is, her. I know. I love her. Passed away. But she's just, she's a force. Uh, she's going to be announcing the winner for lead actress in a musical. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do the, I'll do the drum roll. And the winner is Ivy Lynn, which we knew was going to happen. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, of course. Well, here's the thing. Cause like there were three ways they could have gone. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, Ivy is the, the obvious choice. Right. And like, I don't know. I mean, yes. Now looking back in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, of course they went with the obvious choice. Right. Right. But they could have also gone with Karen, which is the less obvious choice. And right. that also would have been like, okay. And that would have been like true to life in that every year there is one show that kind of takes it. Yes. And then everybody else kind of gets a, you know, little flex of, of crumbs. Cause bombshell was losing, losing, losing. Yeah. yeah. And hit list was getting it, getting yeah. every, you know, across the board, they were getting, you know, so that was the second, but then the third option could be just one of the other random leading actresses that right. were like, it could have been Audra McDonald. Right. You know what I mean? And then everybody would have been disappointed, but they would have all been at the same page. So like they could yeah. have done any of those and I would have reacted the same way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but Ivy wins. Very yeah. exciting. Um, Eileen, they get, all get up there to do the speech. Eileen asks Derek to come up to the stage and she's like, it's, it's going to pass. Don't you worry. This was on stage. There is going to be with Karen, you're talking about the, yeah, that's, it actually does come before this, 
but oh. the uh, the conversation with Eileen and Karen. Are you okay? And they all come up on stage. Are mm-hmm. you talking about the best actress win? Oh no, I just spoiled right. everything. I okay, go ahead and clip this part out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, this is not because I saw Eileen and I was like, oh Eileen, I remember this. Yeah. And I didn't read my notes fully. So I'm sorry. Now we are going to talk about the Eileen and Karen conversation. So yeah. Ivy is announced as the winner of lead actress. Yes. Karen is very upset about it and having it trouble keeping her face. <laughs> like she, she has not practiced her losing face. Right. Let's just say that. So she's upset and she's yeah. getting ready to cry. And so she goes into the lobby where Eileen comes up and talks in front to her. of that massive Tony award, yes. which I know she stops and looks at it. That's <clears> a listen. real thing that happens. Friends. Yes. <laughs> there I, is a I massive spin. It It just looks like one of those things where I just want to oh. like do the prices right on that. There's thing. one in JFK right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I took a picture of it. I-, I got off the plane in the beginning of the month and <laughs> there was just a massive Tony award just sitting there <laughs> in the middle of the, and I was like, but nobody knows when this is happening. Why is this here? That's how I felt. That's true. Cause then I was like, I was just going through my brain as you were telling that story going, did they announce something that I just don't remember? Like when <laughs> good, I wasn't dumb. Yeah. I just think they're pulling out all the stops. They're trying to make New York like they're, they're putting everything that New York is known for out there so that mm-hmm. when we do open again for 100% realness that, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but Eileen confronts Karen and says, you, you know, time is on your side yeah. and don't lose heart. You're, you know, she's trying to make her feel better about losing. She goes, the number of times I've lost, you know, has only, you know, uh, put, put into perspective the times I've won. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then we get to best musical, yeah. which if um, Ebony hasn't, um, already edited it out. You already know, but <laughs> you did because I just spoiled it earlier. Best musical goes to Bombshell. <sighs> and that actually did surprise me again as well. I think it surprised them too. I mean, the yeah. fictional them. Yeah. yeah. So they get to the stage. Eileen is up there. She asks Derek to join them upstage and or up up on the stage and says in passing to Derek, you know, they're going to forget about this as soon as the next scandal hits, essentially. Yeah. Um, And that is the end of the Tony Awards. Now they're at the after party. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I promise to give you a little more tidbit of information. After I I just want to say one thing about bombshell winning. It is. It was, I have two things to say. It is the only right way to end the show because we've watched Eileen for two years struggle, lose everything, yeah. um, then scrape tooth and nail with bloody fingernails to get everything back, <laughs> yeah. including her man, right? Absolutely. And so of, she has to beat Jerry. Yes. He can't have spent two years watching this woman bloody and beaten to this horrible <laughs> human being who probably I'm sure abused her in many ways oh. throughout the course of their marriage yeah lose the Tony award to him it just can't happen and I will say that as soon as I had the reaction like oh that's surprising then they cut to Jerry and I was like oh no we needed to do this, this yes, needed, yes. yeah <laughs> so I absolutely agree with you so- um then the we, we were was, all as invested as yeah, Eileen was because totally. we're watching from season one on bombshell is the show that we were watching yeah. being raised as an infant yeah. to what it is now. It was, I mean, it wasn't even, it wasn't even an infant it at was the a, beginning. It was a, fe- was a like a, not even, it was, it was an ovary. Of, it was, it was, it a, was a piece of material in a fallopian tube. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, and then the last thing I want to say is they do the shot to Jerry Yeah, (laughs) and Susan Blackwell is sitting next to him and I yelled, no, Susan at the television as if she could hear me. (laughs) I know. I was like, huh, what happened to that girl that we saw at the restaurant? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But 
but I also was like, Susan, no, 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 no. I think, I mean, it's just, it's all gross. It's all gross. I hate Jerry. I do too, but we're Who done. Who is that actor and I where is he? Know. That's the He's... other thing I have no idea. Because I know I've seen him before playing this kind of gross dude before. Like okay. this kind of, this character actor that's just a nasty piece of work. So Derek goes up to Tom and is like, what do you think? What, you know, what's your favorite part? And he goes, it spins. <laughs> he spins his Tony Award, okay. which I loved because I would have done the same thing. I know I want to spin a Tony too. Me too. But I want to spin my own Tony. Yeah, same. <laughs> if I'm spinning someone else's, then it's not any good to me. No. Um, Ivy and Derek finally go off and have their conversation, but we are not privy to it. However, we do understand through body language that he's okay with the pregnancy. Yes. We understand through body language. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That the baby is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So dumb. Jimmy and Karen then are going to go off to talk. Jimmy asks Karen to come outside with him. And he sets up this weird kind of situation where he asks her to sit in this chair out in the middle of nowhere, but they're surrounded by people who are all kind of eating. It's the outdoor part of the restaurant. Right. Yeah. Uh, She sits down and she's feeling weird. And he goes, "Um, so five years ago, I was at a party with a girl and uh, I had some stuff with me and we both took it and the girl overdosed and I thought she was dead and I didn't know what to do. So I ran. Mm -hmm. Uh, But recently I turned myself in and I found out that the girl is okay. Yeah. And so Karen is like, why are you telling me this? This is horrible. Oh my God, that's awful. Oh no, you turned yourself in. What's going to happen? Oh, she's okay. Great. That was roller coaster. Right. It really was roller coaster. And he's like, well, it's not because I still had a controlled substance and I still gave it to her. So I have to spend six to 18 months in prison. Mm-hmm. But they all, he also says that because he turned himself in, the police said, you know, maybe because you, you did such an upstanding thing that it'll, it'll go well for you. Like it won't be as long, mm-hmm. but you know, he has to turn himself in before midnight tonight. Uh, and then he'll just be in prison. But he's this is this is the part where I think he has actually redeemed himself a little bit Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. then he kind of gets down next to her and says this is the person that I knew that I knew I wanted to be because you saw that I could be it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is the this is the person and so this is what he's striving for and this is the first step that he has to take in order to get to be the person that he wants to become for Karen and then they kiss nice beautiful kiss <laughs> and then they walk to the police station together mm-hmm. <laughs> and she takes the tony award that he accepted for kyle and his tuxedo jacket and walks back to the party mm-hmm. um the end of this episode is kind of strange i guess because as you'll recall the pair tom and julia were going to be writing a number for the tony awards but we never saw that that was performed at the tony awards right so now the end of this episode, Tom gets the TV remote from the guy at the restaurant and is like, oh, oh, hey, now we can watch it. I, I didn't get to see it. I was backstage at the time. So he turns on the Tony Awards yeah. to see the number that they wrote, which is being performed by Ivy and Karen and a bunch of boy dancers in the back called Big Finish, mm-hmm. which is actually kind of really funny. Yeah, because they knew they were done. Totally. And so it's it actually, it's just like their goodbye. Thank you for watching our yeah. little show. And <laughs> we appreciate you. And this is our, because there's right. always has to be an 11 o'clock number. Absolutely. Absolutely. There it is. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the number too, is like Ivy's like dragging Karen off and Karen's like, oh, where are we going? She's like, we're done now. Let's go. <laughs> uh-huh. That's it. But, and during this number, we do see some, uh, people together. So this is where we see the body language between Derek and Ivy saying yeah. that the baby is okay. This is where we also see Julia going to see Michael and them kind of having I hated that. a moment where they're now going to possibly get together and be with each other. Um, the way that I felt about it was that at least <laughs> she's divorced now. Mm. Like at least she ended that relationship before pursuing this other relationship again. again. I don't like it. Listen, I don't like it either, but I hate it. But I also, but also, I mean, is she just supposed to stay 
unhappy and unloved for the rest of her life because she oh, made a terrible decision. But they love each other. Uh, do you know what I mean? All, no, I don't. Listen, I don't hey, believe, Ebony, I don't believe they do. If I think this it's BS. But also, if it crashes and burns, the only people they hurt are themselves. And I can appreciate that more than I can appreciate the fact that it crashed and burned while also having collateral damage of Frank and Leo. And also his, his toddler son and wife. So at least now they're both separated from their prospective spouses. Yeah, but no. Oh, well, this was fun. It was. Uh, that, that's the last beat, right? That's it. Yeah. These are the last beats. Right, right, right. Yeah. I did love, I love the shot of Eileen with Nick and her Tony. I was like, thank you very much. Yeah. That, that was the storyline I cared about. <laughs> I was like, you know. That at the end, Eileen, as much suffering as she went through for that last yeah. two years, at least in the end, she got what she wanted and deserved. And yeah. that's the Tony Award for this, for Bombshell the Musical, the, her baby, and she got the man that she loves. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have to worry about stupid Jerry anymore. Well, yeah. I'm sure he's going to be still in his, in her life in yeah. some, in some aspects, but yeah, that's good. That was my favorite <laughs> shot. Yeah. That's a poster. <laughs> Angelica Houston. I don't know who the actor she, is. The and way she award. was lit in that scene too was <laughs> reminiscent of the Adams family, to be perfectly honest, where you've got this gorgeously lit, pristine porcelain face mm-hmm. and then just everything else in the background it was like portrait mode on my iphone it was, yeah it was so beautiful so beautiful <laughs> yeah yeah i was like that this is the one moment i feel like you know what you're doing because joshua because we have been rooting for this woman for yeah. two years yeah so thank you for this at <laughs> least you didn't step on all our dreams <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, I, I, and then, I mean, I still, Eileen and Nick and the Tony are nobody, no, nothing else that happened will match that for me. <laughs> um, but then it was Anna and, uh, and uh, Karen with, with Kyle's Tony. Yeah. While they were, while they, you know, after Jimmy, after went she to, drops him off at the police station. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was nice to see those two people taking care of his Tony. But that's oh, it. Thanks it for is. joining us for this saga of Sabash. Oh, Lord. Maybe Thank there'll you. be a reboot. Maybe we will bring to light what needs to be told in the next future seasons of Smash. Well, that, there's supposed to be a Smash musical, so we'll see. Okay, we'll see. I'll believe a series reboot more than I'll believe a musical. Or I believe that that would happen before a musical would happen. Do you? I do. Okay. I've only, I haven't seen any show announcements. I've only seen musical announcements. Okay. I mean, listen, Broadway's been closed down for a year. So anything could happen. (laughs) They're just coming back with smash. (laughs) That's it. Everything else is closed. (laughs) And it's a revolving door of of actors playing each of the roles. Like one night only. This this will be cast A, cast B, cast C, and so on. <laughs> I, the other thing that was fun, and this is the last beat I'll end on, but um, <laughs> the thing that was fun about watching these last two episodes was it was I watched them the same week that Leslie got nominated for two Oscars. Okay, and so it was really like so great. <laughs> you know, like I, I remember watching Smash and be like, who's that person? You know, and then uh like was it three three years later, two years actually, because 2015, he ends up in Hamilton, which like completely changes mm-hmm. his life. It changed Philippa Sue's life, who was yeah. also in Smash. Um, it's it's happening inside of the theater that uh, I think Hit List is in. Mm-hmm. Also, the Richard Rogers. No, Bombshell's in it. Bombshell's in is in oh, okay. the Richard Rogers Theater. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like because uh, he had that, he wrote that book, Failing Up, mm-hmm. and he just like struggle bus, struggle bus, struggle bus. And for two years, we watched the show 
about, you know, Ivy particularly and the ensemble who are actors who've been doing Broadway for many, many years, struggle, 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 mm -hmm. struggle, struggle. Leslie was struggling, struggling, struggling. And then like, because of a, I mean, honestly, he got Aaron Burr because the gentleman who was supposed to play Aaron Burr had to go to rehab. Oh, interesting. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. You know, UTK? No. Um, do, did you ever watch the Pitch Perfect movies? I've never seen them. I think I saw the first one. So UTK is in that. He's also a member of Freestyle Love Supreme. Um, he's fantastic in Freestyle Love Supreme. But at the Lincoln Center concert of um, Hamilton, mm -hmm. uh, he was playing Aaron Burr and he you know, he's, he's one of Lynn's best friends from when nobody knew who any of them were. And so it was his intention for him to play Aaron Burr, but he yeah. had a really, uh, he had a substance abuse problem. Yeah. And so he had to go to rehab. And so because of that, it left this, um, opportunity open and Leslie had gone up to Vassar and he saw the show and he found out that Aaron Burr was open and he, called his agent and was like, please, 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 please. And then emailed <laughs> some other people. I mean, he just did everything he possibly yeah. could to get that. And, and to see that sort of um, trajectory of like Sam also in the show, just constantly feeling like he's going backwards instead of going forwards. And then he gets to this place where, you know, a few years after that show, now he has two Oscar nominations. I'm just... Yeah. So excited for a person I don't know. I know. It is exciting. I love hearing those kind of stories, though. It is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's thrilling because I think it, you, some part of you thinks, oh, I could do that, too. Like, that could happen to me. Yeah. It's also really yeah. dangerous. Dangerous? <laughs> it's really oh. dangerous to think that could happen to me. Because <laughs> you're just setting yourself up for disappointment at some point. But If, if, if it doesn't happen, you, you know, who knows? Right. We never know. Well, because nobody's nobody's uh, through line is going to be the same. You know, nobody's no. success story is going to be A, B, C. You could go through the entire alphabet before you finally end up back at A, and then you're finally there at B, and you're like, why did it take so long? I was right mm -hmm. there. Well, it's because I had to do all of this other stuff beforehand. And I will, my my only, I mean, it's, it's a funny, but like, I was like, I would, I would go see, like, I feel like if they ever do a, a um, gender twist on King George, I would totally, like, Pamela would be hilarious with King George. Ooh, let's do it. He's such a funny <laughs> King George, the attitude, the whole thing. Oh, I would just, that would be funny. Thank you so much. <laughs> so good. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. We should, I would do a, a miscast concert. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, all I, I've told you this before. I've told the entire audience this before, and I'll continue to tell them to the next, until the dying breath, uh, that I want to play all the guy roles because they're the best ones. Yeah. They have <laughs> talked about like the, like, would they gender swap any of mm -hmm. the roles? And like, I mean, definitely for drunk history, he was able, like, they were able to do that. But, um, you know, they've talked about it in the show. And I was like, I would, I would, a Pamela yeah. Shandro as <laughs> I'm here for that. Cause that would be hilarious. I would love that. <laughs> All right. Putting it out there. Putting it out there on the podcast. Listen, <laughs> maybe some casting directors will hear. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right, friends. Thank you Thanks so much for, for listening. listening. See you next week with a uh, back to our regularly scheduled programming. programming. <laughs> yep. Bye. Bye. I stumbled around a bit while looking for my big break. Some gentlemen opened doors, but once inside, they were all on the make To spark on a little match And I admit some bridges will burn Oh, but we won't fly on our way to the top Cause there's one damn thing we've learned I give a man big, big
listening to our podcast, Theater Geeks Anonymous. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TGABWAY and on Facebook at Theater Geeks Anonymous. Drop us a note at TGABWAY at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Theater Geeks Anonymous podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network and all your favorite podcast listening apps. Until Until next time, time, geeks. Where are we going? Show's over. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.